It's time now for Minds Over Matter, the Bay Area's favorite quiz show. Today, moderator Dana Rodriguez is joined by two panelists, cinematographer Cameron Shaw and technical editor Kira Pace. Now, here's your host, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Joanne. Welcome, everybody. Uh, You hope you're having a very pleasant morning. And we do hope part of that morning will be to join us for the next hour because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program. So that's what we are looking for. We do hope you will give us a call. We have two different numbers, area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free. Yes, we have a toll-free number, 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. This is a good time to call. We would like to hear from you. and We'd like to hear from you early in the show. We don't like missing calls uh, at the end of the show because we run out of time. So give us a call as soon as you can, please, and we will get you on 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. We also have an email address, which you can email if you would like to give an answer or a question during the show. Uh, We prefer you call just because we like to hear your voice, but you can email us. That's fine. And that email address is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. So that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That's the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. And, of course, you can hear us in live stream at kalw.org. And, of course, the podcast should be up in a reasonable amount of time after... The show also at KALW.org and many, many other places as well. But start with KALW. Somebody sent me an email last week. I'm sorry, I forgot the name. Uh, asking why they couldn't download the podcast. Can you download the podcast? They said they could not from KOW. You can on on Apple Podcasts, you can. I don't yeah, know that's what that's what I thought, too. Uh, okay. Um, but I don't know if you can do from KLW or not. But yes, yes, yeah, you can do from Apple. Um, so anyway, there's an answer for you. Thank you, Cameron. And um, okay, uh, we will begin with a round of introductions and then a round of questions. Here's the first. Kira Pace wonders if the 2023 batch of Hallmark Christmas movies are the answer to life, the universe, and everything, or if it's just that they happen, there happen to be 42 of them. brand new just for this year my christmas prince yes brand brand new i I can't air quote that enough nevertheless brand new uh (laughs) cameron shaw was rudely awoken this morning by a loud crash caused by the remains of her jack-o'-lantern splattering all over the living room floor she does not recommend spending saturday morning cleaning up moldy pumpkin goo at least not before one has had coffee did your jack o lantern commit suicide? Well, I have a suspicion that it had something to do with my cat, who was conveniently uh, nowhere to be seen after that. But um, I, I was oh, I was asleep when it happened. So. Okay. 
All right. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, is absolutely fine being just another pretty face. That's right. <laughs> I'm not picky. So, all right, that is us. I'll begin the questioning with Kira Pace. All right. As just mentioned, Hallmark uh, released 42 Christmas movies for Christmas 2023. And while most of the titles are pretty much a grab bag of the same few words in some order or another, (laughs) some of them have guessable titles, or at least I hope they're guessable because that's what we will be doing right now. Uh, I'm going to give you a clue about the title of one of this year's Hallmark movies. And you, for that clue, you you figure out the exact title. So I want the exact (laughs) title of the Hallmark movie, uh, yeah. So here we go. There are six of them. So Just to be clear, so these are all going to be Christmas themed Hallmark movies. Yes. Or yeah, yeah, okay. the, holiday. The, the 42 Christmas movies, not holiday. Okay. They are, they are Christmas. <laughs> I don't think I right. saw a single Hanukkah in there. And then no Kwanzaa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nothing. Uh, uh, all, right. all Christmas. Um, specifically Christmas, not even the Thanksgiving badge. We just skip straight to Christmas. All right. Uh, all right. So number one, the second line of the second verse of a song made popular in 1934 when Eddie Cantor covered it on his radio show. That's number one. Number two is how one says Merry Christmas in French. Number three is a successful 2002 movie described subtly in the film itself as, and I quote, Stephen and Tom's fourth project, end quote, but with the final word changed. So I don't want the name of the 2002 movie. I want the name of the Christmas movie. Uh, Number four is, uh, the number four shares its name with a 1983 Lindsay Buckingham song featured in at least four projects or four movies, rather. Uh, (laughs) Number five is the final five words of a 19th century poem. And number six uh, shares its name with a 1957 song that was the final number one overall top top 100 hit for Perry Como. So... Again, I'll read through them uh, quickly. Uh, Number one is the second title of the second verse of a song made popular in 1934 when Eddie Cantor covered it on his radio show. Number two is how one says Merry Christmas in French. Number three is a successful 2002 movie described subtly in the film itself as Stephen and Tom's fourth project, but with the final word changed. Number four shares its name with a 1983 Lindsay Buckingham song featured in at least four movies. Number five is the final five words of a 19th century poem. And number six shares its name with a 1957 song that was the final number one overall top hit on Billboard, I should say, for Perry Como. Yeesh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Cameron. Okay. I, I have two guesses and guesses is really the right word for them. Um I don't speak French, but is it Joy Joy Noel or Joyeux Noel? Joyeux Noel is correct. Uh, that is the title of one of this year's Christmas movies. I would be surprised if there was not another named that. Um, okay, and then the Perry Como song, is it This Magic Moment? Did he do is that it? song? It is not. That would be a good name for a Christmas oh. movie. Uh, it really would. Okay. Um, but that is not his final number one. They'll get to it. Don't worry. 
Okay. Um, well, the song Eddie Cantor in, in, introduced on his radio show was Santa Claus is Coming to Town. So oh. um, at least that's what I thought. Uh, is that, not the, is that the, not the same song that you were thinking of? Well, I need um, the second line of a second verse. Uh, you better watch out. You better not cry. Uh, you better not cry. Better not, yeah. You better not cry. Well, better not watch out. You better not cry. Better not pound. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. So is it none of those? The, the second verse you said, right? Second line of the second verse. I did. I did. Uh, he knows when you're awake. No. Blah, 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 blah. He's checking it He's checking it twice. He's checking it twice. Checking it twice is the name <laughs> of a 2023 Hallmark Christmas movie. So oh nice job. I'm glad it's not he sees you when you're sleeping. No, I think that's over so. a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think Kira's right about that, actually. I think there is a lifetime movie with that title. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. All okay. right. So what do we have and what's left, Kira? Okay. So what we have left are... A successful 2002 movie described subtly in the film itself as Stephen and Tom's fourth project, but with the final word changed. Uh, We have shares its name with a 1983 Lindsay Buckingham song featured in at least four movies. Uh, We have the final five words of a 19th century poem and a one that shares its name with a 1957 song that was the final number one billboard overall top 100 hit for Perry Como. So the final five words of a 19th century poem is, is that, uh, final five words. So is the 19th century poem a visit from St. Nick? Yeah. Uh, do you know the final five words? Cause that's how no, I'm just know. trying to, yeah. I don't, Wait, I'm not sure what the final I five words are. I should know that. Should you? Uh, oh, that's right. And to all a good night. Well, that's six words, but I'll give it to you anyway. Oh. There you go. Uh, okay. Yes, to all good from a visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore. Okay, good job on that. All right, and um, Cameron, you go ahead, please. Okay, well, um, I don't want to, should I save my list question since we just had a list question or uh, should I go for it? That's for you. All right, well, it's the beginning of the show, so I'm just going to knock a couple of these out and make it a little shorter. Um, all right, I have... The uh, city mottos of four Northern California cities. And uh, I would like you to t- actually, I'm sorry, five Northern California cities. I'd like you to tell me the city. Some of these are puns, which I appreciate very much. And some of them are not. Um, all right. The first is America's farm to fork capital. The second is It's all the name implies. The third, love life. The fourth, it's great to be alive in blank, blank being the name of the city. And the fifth is blank like to welcome you. Blank again being the name of the city. So these are all Northern California cities. And these are the city mottos, official city mottos. America's farm to fork capital it's all the name implies. Love life. It's great to be alive in blank and blank like to welcome you. Maybe I'll give you each one guess. So is this basically greater Northern California, like anything? Yeah. Like yes, North I would area? say Bay Area and North, yeah. Well, if 
uh, it's great to be alive in blankets and coma than I got nothing because that's the only answer that makes me laugh. <laughs> it is actually absolutely coma. And uh, yeah. I think it's the greatest city motto perhaps of all time. <laughs> coma being our, our local necropolis. Yes. What was the first one again? Uh, anyway. The first one was America's Farm to Fork Capital. No, keep going. It's all the name implies. All right. Love, so all the name implies, I think, is paradise. Is that right? No, but you're you're on the right track. Hmm. It's not paradise. All right. Another lovely sounding name. All right. Leave it out then, I guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, just give the ones once more that uh, are sure. out. We have America's Farm to Fork Capital. It's all the name implies. Love life and blank like to welcome you. All right. And city mottos of Northern California cities. And to join us, you have to call two different numbers. Area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll free 866-798-8255. Uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hey, it's Stephen Vallejo. Hi, Steve. Hi. Um, Did you have a nice Halloween, Steve, by the way? Yes, thank you. All right, good. You? I did. Thank you very much. Um, So the only one of Cameron's things I know is uh, my hometown of Sacramento is America's Farm to Fort Capital. It sure is. Good job. And the pun being capital, it's not really a pun, but mm. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a question for you. Um, single question in two parts. Um, who attend? Oh, and it is it's Thanksgiving, somewhat Thanksgiving related. Um, who attended Jimmy Carter's inauguration in 1977? and allegedly smoked pot with Chip Carter in the White House. What about Willie Nelson? Uh, no. Good guess. Oh, it's not Willie. Oh, I would have thought that too. Uh, oh. Huh. Huh. And you said he smoked weed with, uh, with who? Chip Carter. Okay. Jimmy Carter's son. Right. And would it be uh, Uncle Billy? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> okay. You were actually closer with uh, Willie Nelson. It was, it's a musician. It is a musician. So is it a musician from Georgia? Uh, no. Are, are these Have British you... musicians? No. Uh, okay. Very much American Um uh, Thanksgiving, somewhat related. Oh, Thanksgiving related musician. You mean the song? They wrote a famous song that was Thanksgiving related? Yes. Okay. Thanksgiving song? Over the River and Through the Woods is a Thanksgiving song, but I don't think it was written in the 70s. No. Uh No. Gosh, I I don't. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty tough if you don't if you don't know it. But I have a second right. part, so it was a uh, Arlo Guthrie. 
Oh, that is. What's the song? Uh, Alice's restaurant is uh, the whole thing kind of centers around Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so while they were there in the White House, um, what suspicious coincidence did they discuss, which was related to former President Nixon? Suspicious coincidence. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, did it have to do with pardoning? No. Oh. Because <laughs> if they didn't pardon a turkey named Dick that year, uh, I would be. <laughs> I would it be has upset. to do with it has to do with Alice's restaurant, actually. Oh. Well, it's a song I've never heard of, so I am out. Oh. <laughs> Is it something to do yeah, with the police uh, by any chance? No. Um, no, I don't, I do not know. Yeah. So, uh, when they moved into the White House, Chip, um, discovered an, an open copy of the Alice's Restaurant album. And the coincidence is that, um, Alice's Restaurant is 18 and a half minutes long, <laughs> which is also the length of the gap in the Watergate tape. Yeah. So that, they, they surmise that, uh, they just erased the part where Nixon was listening to Alice's restaurant. <laughs> Interesting. That's great and obscure, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. thank, thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. And you are listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. We would love to hear from you. We have some lines open. Uh, give us a call. Uh, area code 415. 415- Eight four one four one three four. Again, that's area code four one five eight four one four one three four, or toll free eight six six seven nine eight eight two five five. You can also email us at mindsovermatter one at gmail dot com. That's m i n d s o v e r m a t t e r one. That's the numeral one. Minds over matter one at gmail.com. All right. Uh, and by the way, our panel today, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor, uh, Cameron Shaw, who teacher and cinematographer. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you are listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. All right. Let me give you a couple of questions here. So, um, the only city that is actually on the imaginary line that is the equator in the world is in what country? The only city, a real city, that is actually on the imaginary equator line is in this country. Is it in Ecuador? It is not in Ecuador. That's a logical guess. Kira, you want to take a guess? I'm guessing it's in Africa, and I don't have a really great guess, so I'm just going to go with Brazil, which is not in Africa at all. <laughs> You're skipping around, but no, that's not Brazil. Uh, so the only real city that is actually on the imaginary equator in the world is in this country. What is it? And second question, what are the only four states west of the Mississippi River to have no national parks. 
one of the only four states west of the Mississippi to have no national parks. Give you each one guess. Kansas is one. Yes, very good. Yes. Good job. Dira? Yeah. um, National parks, though. Um, North Dakota? No, North Dakota does. Um, But, uh, okay, once more, what are the only four states west of the Mississippi River to have no national parks? And um, what is the only real city to be located on the imaginary equator line in the world? And what country is it in? You can, I'm not really asking for the name of the city because that's, that's a little okay. tough, but the country is fine. Um, I'm going to give you one more short question here. The longest lived movie set in Hollywood lasted from 1925 to 2014. It was used in many, many, many films. What was the film it was built for originally and what kind of set was it? The longest lived movie set lasted from 1925 to 2014. Uh, It was used in many, many films. It was built for, for what specific film and what kind of set was it? Was this one of the sets destroyed in a fire? Huh. You know, was this an outdoor like Western set by any chance? No, it was not a Western okay. set. Okay. Yeah. I think it was torn down. I don't think it was destroyed in the fire, but I'm not, not absolutely certain about that. So. Um, and and but, is this like one of the big epic, like, you know, Cleopatra type movies? Um, I wouldn't. Cleopatra may be the wrong genre, but but okay. uh, but it was a Weeping big set. Is, okay. It was a big set. Yes. Okay. And was it built on a backlot, like a one of the? Yes, it was built. It, it was built in a studio or in a in a soundstage in a backlot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You used countless times. Hmm. Okay. All right. Leave that out. Okay, so once more, uh, what are the four states west of the Mississippi to have no national parks? Uh, Cameron got Kansas, so there are three left on that list. What is the only real city actually on the imaginary equator line? What what uh, what country is it in? And the largest, uh, the longest lived movie set. Uh, of all time, lasted from 1925 to 2014. It was built for what film and what kind of set was it? All right, and uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Greetings from Florida. Um, Let's put Halloween behind us. Uh, Just to recap, a few years ago, O-Lantern and O-Clock are the only words in the English language that have an apostrophe as part of their spelling. And, um, Ghoul is uh, an Arabic word meaning uh, a a spirit that digs up graves and eats the bodies. I I was going to say that last week, but I didn't get on. I was on hold for the whole show. But now moving ahead, because that was going to be a segue to the Alfred Hitchcock film that had a corpse at, at the very end. It was a ghoulish ending. 
Remember what I'm talking about? The psycho with the mom? Exactly, psycho with the mother. That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the stars of which are, um, um, who's the female star? Uh, Vera Miles. Or, or no. Janet Lee. Right. Janet Lee, who was married to Tony Curtis. And whose daughter is Jamie Lee. Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis. Jamie Lee yes. Curtis. Now let's <laughs> I, I want you to rampage through this because what I notice is people who have three names, go by three names, often include Lee is one of them. There's lots of people. Um, and one of the names could be an initial, but just just go for it. And all, all the famous people who have Lee as one of the three names, either first, middle, or last. Tommy and Lee oh. Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, that's good. Good. Mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson Lee. <laughs> okay, right, right. Uh, mm. How many are there that you have? Oh, I... Uh, how about a famous one whose first name is Lee? Lee Harvey Oswald. Good. There you go. <laughs> On account of assassins always have three names. Huh? Famous. <laughs> I don't know True. if he went by it, but that's how he's known in history. Uh, how about the uh, um, rock star? Uh, well, Van Halen. David Lee Roth. Oh, Eddie Van Halen. No, David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth, yeah. David Lee Roth. (laughs) All right. And uh, there's really, I mean, there's there's, um, F. Lee Bailey. There's your lawyer. That's good. Yeah. All right. Wait, wait. Civil War. Very famous person. Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. Lee is, if 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 you have a short name, apparently if you have a short name like Lee or for some reason or other, Lee fits in if you got to make a three word name. R. Lee Ernie agrees with you with your <laughs> assessment. Okay. All right. Thanks, Peter. Okay. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. Uh, we're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to give us a call. We would love to hear from you. Area code 415 841 4134. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. CM um, sent me an email saying, there are no national parks in Nebraska. That is quite correct. There are no national parks in Nebraska. Um, Eddie was wondering if the New York set, the movie set is the New York set at Universal. Uh, that is very good, and um, it is not the New York set. Um, this set is actually older, but or was older, um, so it's not that. Though it is, it was at Universal because Universal was basically the oldest existing studio. Um, so, all right, uh, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on, hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, good morning. After long, good morning. I'm happy to call you. So. Uh, the capital is kind of iffy. Could it be Bogota, Colombia, on the equator? No, it's not in Colombia. Okay, I'm okay. I'm thinking that. So I have two very quick questions. One, what is the true color of water? I asked a question ten or twenty years ago, and most most people don't get it right. What is really the true color of water? Is it still blue? 
It is blue. Very good. Very good. Okay. The second question uh, is, uh, what is the only two liquid uh, chemical elements? We know one of them is mercury. Very easy. What is the second one? Well, well, mercury is liquid, isn't it? Yeah. He's, yeah I said that. Mercury is Oh, besides mercury. Yeah. What is the second one? There's one more. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Usually I know this today. <laughs> Let us leave that to the audience. Is because it, I also have one last question, which it's you would two syllables and travel. Two syllables long. Say it is again? it bromine? That's You're it. You're right. Bromine. Yeah. Bromine. It's very, very if you good. drive your car at 60 miles an hour and go to our nearest star, Alpha Centauri, and uh, would it take you 5 million years? Would it take you 25 million <laughs> years? Would it take you 55 million years? You're only driving hour. 16 miles an hour? 60. 60 miles an hour. 60. And you have, <laughs> and you have, you have enough gas to go there. Only you don't have to stop anywhere. How long it take you? 5 million, 25 million, or 50 million? Or 50, you know, 50 million would be good enough. I'm going to go with 5 million. 55 million. That's how far 55. it is. And that is, yeah, the space is unbelievably just huge, big. Thank you much. Always good show. I'm, I'm glad I called again. Have a good day. You take Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Eve. There's no speed limit in space, though. That's the thing. That is true. There is no <laughs> speed limit. Uh, yes. So most people would probably go 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. You know, that's, that's yeah. something. Uh, yeah. If the checks and, out long, the fuel mileage is important. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you recharge? Uh, 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Kira, I think it's your turn. All right. Um, what is the name of the lemonade-flavored soda produced by 7-Up from 1978 to 1980? Uh, production stopped after Squirt Co., the, product, the producers of Squirt Soda, sued 7-Up for copyright infringement. So, looking for the name of a short-lived lemonade-flavored soda produced by 7-Up. What were the years on that once more, Kara? 78 to 80. Oh, wow. That's very short-lived. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it something like squirt? It is. Like squeeze? It's not squeeze. <laughs> okay. Um, so, it's got a single word name. What is Um Hmm. Copyright infringement. Um, yeah. Flirt. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, is it something that know. would make you think of lemon or lemonade? Uh, not me, but uh, I, no, I no. I think only, only uh, in the way that the the Squirt Co. people thought that it might. But I would like as as a word. If squirt did not exist, no, no, I would not hear this word and think lemonade. No, don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Good morning, it's Danny and Sandra in Albany. Hi, how are you? Hey there. Um, and let's see. It was good to hear Eat, by the yes, way. Yes, I was yes, worried about it. Yeah, yeah. So um, the city mottos, 
Um, yeah. is, it's all the same, all the name implied, uh, either Pleasanton or Pleasant Hill. It is Pleasanton. Good job. There you go. And, and we were right there with Kulma. Got it yeah, immediately. Yes, made us laugh. That's the um, yeah. Movie set. You had a movie set. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the movie set, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just kind of a lame guess, but it's like <clears throat> the, the town square that featured in, oh, say, Back to the Future, you know, with a park in the middle and buildings all hmm. around. Right. Uh, no, it's not that. That's that, that's a old set. Most of the big studios have a town square sort of set. Uh, but no, it's not that one. Okay. Oh, Pooh, we were hoping it was like the Music Man or something. Um, but uh, oh, the African yeah. nation, is, is it possibly a, a, a gimme, like Equatorial Guinea? Is, is that uh, that has a city in the, in, on the equator? Uh, you have been led astray by possibly Kira mentioning it, but it's not in Africa. Oh. Oh. Well, then I have no uh, uh, nothing to do except to respond with this uh, a quick question. Uh, there are 17 African nations that list French as an official language. What is the only African nation that lists Spanish as both the official and official language and is the white, most widely spoken language? Spanish. Africa. That is... It- is well, go ahead, Kira, if you know. Or, or no, Cameron. excuse me. Uh... I I I'm I don't think I'm actually going to guess this. I was going to say Morocco because there are a couple of little Spanish cities inside Morocco. Yeah, I, that would that would be. But my I don't think it's the most. No. So no. Okay. Does it? So is it a is it an a full fledged nation or? Oh, is yeah. it, it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So obviously, this, this was a this was oh. an African col or a Spanish colony at one time. It is was it an indeed. island? It is not yeah, an island. Is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a yes or a no? It is not an island. Not an island. Okay. Sorry. So, so uh, who said Morocco? That was on the. There was a there was an enclave south of Morocco right. that belonged to Spain that does speak some Spanish. I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't. There's a different name for it now. Maybe Kira knows it, but I can't think of what it is. Um, but well, you, 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 can, you can guess all day, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Wait, 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 wait. I think I have another oh, guess. Oh, so, we're gonna get it. Uh, it's farther uh, south. It's 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 farther south than a lot farther south than Morocco. But if it was a Spanish colony, one my other guess would be um, uh, Equatorial Guinea. Bingo! Well done. That was a Spanish colony. Yeah, that was that was. My, my tie-in with my Equatorial Guinea. Yeah, apparently he was Africa. determined to get a bell on Equatorial Guinea. But really quick, I got uh, one really, really quick yeah. question. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, that's fine. Uh, quick right. uh, music question. Uh, what do these three songs have in common? Uh, Mr. Tambourine Man by Dylan from Bringing It All Back Home, Hurdy Gurdy Man by Donovan from the Hurdy Gurdy Man album, and Banjo by Leonard Cohen from his Old Ideas album. So is this beyond the fact that they are all named for musical instruments? Well, they are, in fact, and that is part of the answer, but that is not the answer. Uh, do they all not feature the instrument in the title? Well well done. At, at, at no time do any of the named instruments appear on the recording. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, that is okay. interesting. All right. Hi. Well, that's all we've got today. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you. Have a great time. Bye-bye. All right. 
And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or answer for us, those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. We're past halfway, so let's repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. Um, Kira, start with you. All right. So uh, I've given you some clues about the titles of uh, this year's batch of Hallmark Christmas movies. So based on the clue, you figure out the exact title of the Hallmark Christmas movie. So the three we have left are a successful 2002 movie described subtly in the film itself as Stephen and Tom's fourth project, but with the final word changed. Uh, Number two is Shares Its Name with a 1983 Lindsay Buckingham song featured in at least four movies. And number three, Shares Its Name with a 1957 song that was the final number one Billboard overall top 100 hit for Perry Como. Also, um, I am looking for the name of the lemonade-flavored soda produced by 7-Up from 1978 to 1980. Production stopped after Squirt Co., the producers of Squirt Soda, sued 7-Up for copyright infringement. Cameron? Okay. Um, Kira, can I guess on the Steve and Tom movie? I put it in here for you, so I hope... Okay. Well, so I would I would imagine the movie is Catch Me If You Can. It is. so, But I don't know what the adjoining holiday movie would be. It's Catch, Catch Me, me If You... If you want <laughs> no. no they have um, to make it Christmassy. there's the most catch- shoehorned word that i've seen in a in a hallmark movie title oh gosh catch me but again. okay so i i don't know that part but right. you know well tag team word. effort perhaps catch okay. me if you blank catch me if you blank um okay the only thing i have left at the moment is i'm looking for the Northern California cities with the following two mottos. One is love life and the other is blank like to welcome you. And uh, where the blank is the name of the city. Is it weed? It is weed. Weed like to welcome you. Good job. (laughs) Weed in far Northern California. So the, the only one that is left out is love life. All right. Uh, your voice broke up just a little bit there, uh, Cameron. And um, no, it's okay. What uh, what are the only four states west of the Mississippi River to have no national parks? So far, we have Nebraska and Kansas. What are the other two states on that list? The only actual city that the imaginary line of the equator runs through is in what country? What country? We know it's not in Africa because I said so. Is, and it, the, is it Bolivia? It is not Bolivia. Okay. Equator doesn't run for Equator run for Bolivia? Does I it? Know. I don't know. Like anyway, it's, it's not Bolivia. Okay. And the longest lived movie set uh, lasted from 1925 to 2014. Uh, it was built for what famous film and what was the set in general supposed to be? And um, let's see now. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Cameron, I think it's your turn. Okay. Um, so the all persons fictitious disclaimer that you see at the beginning of many films 
um, and other works of media originated from a defamation lawsuit brought on a 1932 film. I'm wondering if you know the film and if you know what the defamation related to. This is pointedly a Dana question, but anyone's. No, not really. Uh, So can you give me any sort of hint on what kind of film it was? Yeah, it was historical fiction, which is, uh, so it sort of involved people, uh, references to people who were real under different names. And that's where the defamation came in. So the all persons fictitious disclaimer in a work of media originated from a defamation lawsuit brought on what 1932 film? It was an MGM film, if that helps at all. Ah, okay. Then my guess, it is that if since it's MGM and you said 1932, then is it Rasputin Mm -hmm. and the Empress? Yes, good job, gosh. Um, Rasputin and the Empress, do you know who starred in that movie? Uh, all the three Barrymores, uh, John Barrymore, Barrymore, Lionel Barrymore, and Ethel Barrymore. And they're, they're, yes, Ethel Barrymore played the, the Tsarina and Lionel Barrymore played Rasputin. And, mm-hmm. uh, John Barrymore played a, basically an imaginary, a made up character who was sort of based on the, one of the people who murdered Rasputin, and of, which I think yes. is one of the things that inspired the lawsuit, Right. Sort of. Well, it had to do with Rasputin. Um, I'll I'll just tell you because you got everything else. <laughs> um, the lawsuit was brought by a, a Russian princess who um, claimed that Princess Natasha in that film based on her and that character was raped by Rasputin. And she claimed that this did not actually happen and won the suit. And that's why we have that that all persons fictitious title at the beginning of many movies. All right. Very good. Uh, Okay. Give us another quick question. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, Who are the only two American presidents to have a middle name that was the last name of a former president? So the president, the middle name had to be the middle, had to be the last name of a president previous to them. Yes. Well, one is William Jefferson Clinton. Yep. So that's the, uh, the kind of gimme one because he's commonly referred to as that. The other one I was surprised to learn. But it is in more more recent in the twentieth century, like like Clinton. Hmm. Yeah, the other one I'll have to think about. Okay. Uh okay. Leave that out. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, this is uh, this is Rita in San Francisco. Hi, Rita. Hi, I have a guest on the national parks. Yes. Uh, is Idaho one of the states? Well, you know, I would have thought Idaho was one too, and I had it originally on the list, but it turns out that uh, there's a little piece of Yellowstone that is in Idaho. Wow. So, oh, that's, uh, that's right. So no, yeah. it's not. How about Utah? Uh, no, Utah has uh, several uh, national oh, parks. Oh, that's right. The, 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 the canyon land. Oh, sorry. That was a bad guess. That was a bad <laughs> guess. Okay. Well, I, I have a question about um, the uh, population of San Francisco. 
Mm-hmm. If anybody could guess what it was in 1847, and uh, I'll give you, I think you should get credit if you're within, say, 35 percent. So before the gold rush, then. It sure is, 1847. I'm going to guess like a thousand people. No, that's that's not right. All right. I'm going to actually go down from that to 500. Very that's good. good. It was 459. You get a bell. Wow. And what um, what ethnic group, rather surprising ethnic group, made up 10% of that tiny 459 people? Do you mean beyond, like, the, the native population that was already here? Yes. Okay. Uh, I know that there there were a lot of uh, Chinese and a lot of Jewish people in the early days. Either Neither, of those? Not looking for either of those. Okay. How about Russian? No. no. That's a good guess. Hmm. So, yeah, that is a good uh, guess. Not Chinese, not Japanese, not Jewish, not Russian. Um, would you say they were... Would they be considered a minority group? Yes. Okay. So were there um, African-American or, you know, either free African-Americans or freed slaves? Uh, Again, not what I'm looking for. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. I, I I stumbled on this while looking for something else, and I was very surprised. Hmm. And if this helps any, they arrive by boat, not overland. By boat, okay. Then by boat. uh, Like Polynesian, Samoan? Yeah. That's close enough that I'm going to give it to you. It was 10% Native Hawaiian. Hmm. Wow. And they, they, they arrived in their... Uh, out their double hauled outrigger canoe. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah, not, yeah. Thank you, Rita. That's an interesting question. Okay. Thank you. Love the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, let's see. Robert was wondering if the movie set was the Wild West Street. No, it's not, or it was not. And, um, City motto, love life. This is from Deb. Uh, she says it's Oakland. Is it, it Oakland? It is Oakland, yes. Oh, okay. Good job. Good job, Deb. Good job on that. Huh. All right. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Uh-oh. There. Are you there, caller? Hello? No? All right. Hmm. Next call. Hi, it's Katie F. calling from Oakland. Uh, Hi, Katie. I guess about the Perry Como thing, was it um, I Saw Mommy, ki- uh, Mommy Kissing Santa oh. Claus? It is not. Oh, really? Oh. It, um, <laughs> yes. Not, I don't believe that was a number one uh, billboard, uh, overall billboard hit for him. Oh. Well, my mother loved Perry Como, so... <laughs> Just a guess. 
No, well, thank I, you very I will, much. I'll tell you that it's not one of his Christmas songs. He was well known for so many Christmas songs, but uh, not one of his Christmas songs. Hmm. Huh. Okay, thanks. All right. So about that, Kira, is is this, um, he had a couple of country songs. Was it a, could you consider it a country song? Uh, I That I couldn't tell you. I don't think right. it was, but. I am not. So, was, so Christmas was not in the title of the song. That's correct. Oh, okay. Did he do Catch a Falling Star? He, he, did, he did. And that was a year later in 1958. Okay. And while it was the number one most, it, it hit the number one list for on most played by disc jockeys. It is not his technical last number one hit because it was not an overall, like the, like the top 100. So it is. Oh, it is also the, Go yeah. ahead. But it's a yep. like good good guess because it uh <laughs> that was uh probably his most popular song, like the last of his like very popular songs. And huh. it would make a great title for a movie. It would. I think it already no, it already has movies. It's like it a probably body is. switch. I think it's a body switch movie starring like uh <laughs> what's red from uh Grey's Anatomy? Like I, I, oh my. I think that's true. So um, Christine is wondering if the was she said there's a there was a lawsuit about the um, about the seven up. Wait a minute. That was your question right here. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And she said it's Squirtico. Is it was it called Squirtico? Squirtco. Uh, Squirtco. Producers of Squirt. Oh, I see. Oh, that was the oh, it was Squirt Squirt versus seven up okay right. so i need the name of the to. seven up product right okay uh she was wondering if the answer <laughs> is quorst yes anagram of squirt oddly enough it all is right worst. <laughs> good job nice job that. that is that yeah. is some good knowledge quirst. i'm sorry what was, what was her name uh christine christine nice job yeah quorst gosh i've never even heard of that all right never okay good job on that <laughs> how many years was that Two years. Two, Two years. years. All right. to 80. Huh. Okay. So <laughs> many bad products in the 70s. Uh, okay, great. And um, let's see. The two numbers to join us, area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Let's see. What can I throw in very, very quickly here? And... Um, what is the non-chocolate candy that residents of California buy more than any other? What is the non-chocolate candy that residents of California buy more than any other candy? Hmm. Is this a name brand candy or just Yes, candy? it was very it's very much a name brand candy. Remember it's a non-chocolate candy. And we do have some lines open right now, area code 415-841-4134, or toll-free 866-798-8255. We will get you on right away. Uh, Again, yes, what is the non-chocolate candy that residents of California buy more than any other? Remember, it's non-chocolate. Okay, I'm going to take a wild guess from my own childhood and say red vines. You're... Absolutely right. It is red really. Vine. Yes, it really. They is. come in those giant tubs that you buy for camping trips. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you buy uh, them at the movie theater to drink soda out of as a child. So, 
Good job. And uh, Warren was wondering if the 1925 movie set was the, from the Thief of Baghdad, which is a very logical guess, but no. And uh, although it was a big film for 1925. And let's see. Let me, what else do we have here? Um, um, oh, yes. Chris was, so Chris was wondering if the equatorial city is in Indonesia. It is in Indonesia. Oh. That is the correct answer. Yes. Very good. And uh, the city is uh, P-O-N-T-I-A-N-A-K. So you can pronounce that as you will. So anyway, uh, all right, let's go to a call. Hi, your own minds are a matter. I don't know. Answer the question. Actually, it's not Indonesia. It is in West, what used to be called uh, Porneo, which now will have very difficult name as well. Kalimantan. That is what the uh, city of, uh, you know, that again, very difficult to pronounce. P-O-N-T-I-A-N-A-K. Mm. Just like to say very quickly, please, everybody, pray with me on all of this poor in Israel and in, in Gaza that are dying every day. Please pray for, the, for, pray for peace. Please pray for peace. Thank you very much. Thank you for allowing me to say that. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> Wouldn't stop you, Ed. Uh, and next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, this is Peter in San Francisco. Hi, Peter. And um, my guess is for the state parks without national park. I mean, the states without national parks are Oklahoma and Iowa. You're absolutely right. You could not be more right. Oklahoma and Iowa. Are you from either Oklahoma or Iowa? <laughs> no. But I've been, since retirement, I've been traveling around to uh, national parks and haven't been there. So that was my guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Excellent. Very good. Thank you so okay, much. Well, thank you. All right. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Yes, so the only four states west of the Mississippi uh, that have no national parks, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Iowa. That's good. All right. And let's see. I think we have time. Um, If you give us a quick call, we will get you on. 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Okay, so what do we have left here? Um, Kira, what do we have left? Uh, the Catch Me If You Blank Hallmark Christmas movie, uh, looking for the Hallmark Christmas movie that shares its name with a 1957 song that was the final number one Billboard overall top hit for Perry Como, and the holiday movie that shares its name with the 1983 Lindsay Buckingham song featured in at least four movies. Catch Me If You Wish. That's a better name, but, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm not I wish does so the... feature in a couple of the Hallmark, the word features in a couple oh. of new titles, but not this one. Okay. Yeah. So was, the, was the Lindsey Buckingham song, was that, was that a solo song for him or? or... It was, yes. Not with Fleetwood Mac. So, but maybe, I don't know, Greg from Alameda, our resident Fleetwood Mac expert. Um, <laughs> no, he's a Stevie Nicks expert. Just Stevie Nicks. Mac. Yeah, basically. Uh, and all right, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Hi, you're on. Go ahead. 
This is Henry Kanilowitz calling from San Francisco. Hi. Go ahead. Hi. A um, couple quick questions, sort of related. What was the first jet passenger plane? You mean what was the what was the model? What would it, what was the model of the of the plane? Um, well, yeah. Which company was it that actually built that plane and and it flew at that time? Hmm. So, was there a regular route for this plane? Uh, no, it became international with, uh, at the beginning. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, and it was, well, I couldn't tell you no because it flew with different airlines were using this plane at that time. But it was that was the first jet passenger plane uh, that was built. Well, I know that the British built one of the first. I don't know if it's the first, but the. Uh, um, I think it was called the Comet. Is that what you were thinking of, maybe? Yeah, you're right. It was the, the De Havilland Comet that uh, eventually had a number of crashes and, and went out of service in 1997. Yeah. And I, I, actually, I flew on it from Kampala, Uganda, to uh, Kigali, Rwanda. But the next related question is to that, who invented the black box? Hmm. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. Uh, is it so? Is it is a name we would? Is it a specific individual with the, whose yeah, name we would recognize? Um, oh. Probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you you probably should tell us that because we're almost out of time. Well, is it somebody whose yeah, last name is Black? Okay, uh, let me tell you. His name is David Warner. He's from Melbourne, Australia, and he invented the black box in 1958. It started with the investigation of the Havilland Comet. And at first, everybody sort of laughed at him and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. then the vice admiral, uh, air marshal from Britain was having lunch with him. And he goes, oh, that's a great idea. And so that's how it became universally adopted. So it was uh, uh, David Warner in Melbourne, Australia in 1958. Thank you very much. I'm sorry we have to wrap up because we're almost out of time. But thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. And, uh, okay, um, CM was wondering, the Lindsey Buckingham song is Trouble, by the way. It's not. It's okay. Okay, time to give the answers. Uh, Kira, what do we have? All right. Well, the one uh, named for uh, the film that was also billed as uh, Stephen Tom's fourth project, that was Catch Me If You Claws. <laughs> yeah. As I said, right. so she horned. Uh, shares its name with 1983 Lindsey Buckingham song that is Holiday Road, as in from the vacation movies. Uh, and okay. shares its name with the 1957 song that was the final number one Billboard overall top 100 hit for Perry Como. That is round and round. Let's like All right, uh, Cameron. Okay, the only thing I have out is uh, the other president with the middle name that was the last name of a former president is Ronald Wilson Reagan. Oh, of course. All right, good idea. And uh, let's see, the longest lived movie set from 1925-2014, that was... The Opera House set for the Phantom of the Opera. The Opera House okay. set for the Phantom of the Opera used in many, many, many films. I think all my other ones were answered. Thank you very much. Um, thanks to Kira, uh, Kira Pace, technical editor, Cameron Shaw, teacher and cinematographer. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thanks to everybody that tuned in and called in. Uh, Minds Over Matter is on every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks to Joanne Marr for handling the board and phones. And above all, our thanks to you out there for taking the time to tune in. Have a great week, everybody. And please join us next Saturday morning. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Bye-bye.